0: Welcome to Soul Path Parenting, the podcast that explores how we set our kids up to live their best lives from the start, and how we stay conscious, inspired, and sane while we do it. I'm your host, Amy Breeze Cooper. Hello, friends, and thank you so much for joining us today. As I prepared for this episode, it reminded me... Of one of my very earliest parenting experiences, and I want to talk about it a little bit because I think it's relevant to parenting overall, and it was my first days as a new mom breastfeeding now I remember before I gave birth people warning me how hard breastfeeding was, and I have to tell you at the time, I was a little mystified i on the one hand, believed them because they were really close friends and very credible people. And on the other hand, I think there was this kind of slightly arrogant part of me that was like, really? Like, how hard could this be? Like, what could be more natural than breastfeeding? Isn't this how humans have sustained themselves since humans have existed? Isn't this how all mammals have survived forever? Like, it's going to come naturally, is what I thought at the time. So because I was 40, it was suggested to me that I should pump to get more milk flowing. Well, that turned out to be my first big mistake because, oh, did it ever flow. And so then I had this infant, this couple few day old baby who was like gulping and choking and trying to keep up and like getting sprayed in the face. So then of course, in my wisdom, I decide I need to back off. And I get mastitis that I seriously have never felt anything like that in my life. Like my entire body was like hot, cold, crazy. You know what I'm talking about if you experienced it. And then, of course, came the cracked nipples and the not being able to get the baby to latch right. And I have to laugh looking back now because the lactation consultant kind of saved me. Our insurance company provided this free in-home service that I really literally just said yes to, kind of to be nice. And She shows up and basically trains me on how to do this thing that I thought would be entirely natural that really wasn't. So I have come to see breastfeeding as an amazing metaphor for parenting overall. Maybe it's even meant to be an initiation into the journey of being a parent. I mean, think about it parenting, just like breastfeeding. Doesn't come as naturally as we might think before we try it. Like breastfeeding, it can be really, really hard. It can take practice. It can take patience. It can be painful at times. And you, like me, may need some coaching. And then, of course, my story doesn't end there because I actually finally figured out the breastfeeding part. But then, right around the corner was the decision to wean. And Of course, I had read everything they say online and in the books, and I knew to be a good mom, that's how I was understanding it at the time, I was supposed to, again, all the shoulds, breastfeed for a year. And I breastfed for five months, and I have my reasons why, but I'm not even going to share them because you know what? That's not even the point. The point is Maybe you're judging me right now. I know I was judging myself and asking myself that question, am I being a good mom by doing this? And so there we go, that rabbit hole of judgment. So let's get into it. This is the fifth episode in our Conscious Parenting series inspired by Dr. Shafali Sabari's insightful book, The Awakened Family. And today we're talking about her myth number four, good parents are naturals. Joining me, I have three amazing coaches. And the first one you'll hear from is Danuka Ranasingha who is both a conscious parenting coach and the owner of a preschool based in Long Beach, California. Danuka poses some really valuable questions to help us unwind this myth. If we're talking
1: about the myth and we go into good parents and naturals, well, that in itself is a contradiction because what is good to me may not be good to you, right? What, what's the definition of good? then what's a good definition of natural? Natural to me may not be natural to you. It might be natural for me to discipline my child and send them in a timeout because that was natural as I grew up. So again, I'm conditioned to believe that that is natural. But natural to you may be doing it and disciplining your child in a very different way. Maybe it's guiding them. Maybe it's having a conversation with them because your parents brought you up that way. So... How do we define these labels of good and natural?
0: Viewing parenting as natural can have some real downsides. We'll hear more about this from our next guest, Inez Natalia, who is a conscious parenting and pre-parenting coach based in Malaysia, who works with clients all over the world. So
2: myth number four says that parenting is natural, right? As in you will naturally be a good parent, Um, that once the child comes to the world, you just know what to do and you're expected, you expect yourself to be just an amazing parent because you're a human being. And yeah, I feel that that myth can be quite harmful to some extent because parenting itself is actually a skill. And when we think that parenting is natural we depend the way we parent based on our instinct, based on some of the knee-jerk instinctive reaction rather than our conscious intuitive response.
0: So if we view parenting as natural, we may not be open to building the skills we really need. Or on the other hand, we may over-rely on the skills we already have, like Danuka did early in her parenting journey
1: as a preschool owner. So I have a preschool 50 kids um, and I bought the school before I had kids. So naturally when I had my child, I was like, Oh my gosh, I got this. (laughs) I've got this down. I know everything about parenting. I know everything about early childhood development. Of course my child is going to be amazing and I'm going to be the most amazing parent. I don't need a book to learn about how to be a parent. Um, And then, of course, my child came along and swept me off my feet um, and really showed me that, no, I am my own individual and don't think that you know it all. Um, So I had this pressure almost to be such an amazing parent because I was a preschool owner. So I kind of had to, it was this belief that I had to prove to everyone that I was good, right, Um, which put a lot of pressure on me because that meant that I parented from a place of what other people were thinking of me, as opposed to what was actually right for my child in that moment. So how unfair was that for him? Which meant that his behaviors skyrocketed. They skyrocketed to the point of tantrums where furniture was being flung around the house. He was five years old. And this was his way of showing me and showing my husband that this isn't working for me. You guys are not listening to me. I was so militant. My my whole agenda as a parent was to teach, 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 teach. Everything was about teaching. Well, if I do this, then he'll learn this lesson. If when I tell him this, he will learn this. I'm helping him grow. I'm helping him develop, Um, which is exactly what stifled me as a parent.
0: I love that Januka talks about her awareness of her agenda as the parent. So much of the time we have an agenda, but is our agenda about them and what they need? Or is it really about us and our unconscious beliefs as the parent, our unmet needs as the parent? We'll hear more from Danuka later in the show about how things are now in her family that she's embraced conscious parenting instead of her own agenda and her natural way of parenting. But first, I wanted to have a look at this parent-child dynamic from the other side of it. And so I'm going to bring back the voice of Inez, Natalia, who you heard from a few moments ago. And when I first introduced her, maybe you caught this, but I want to double back. She is both a parenting coach and a pre-parenting coach. She doesn't have kids yet, but she was compelled to pursue conscious parenting before having kids as a way of preparing herself for parenthood, as a way of reparenting herself and seeking a new paradigm for the parent-child relationship. Here's Ines.
2: I think for the longest time since I was a kid, I always thought there's something off about parenting in the mainstream how because as a child I was always confused like I knew that my parents are amazing they tried the best that they could and they sacrificed a lot of things and even so start to start questioning it even I started to feel guilty right but I knew something was off I knew for a fact that since I was a kid, something didn't feel right, but I never really voiced it out. But I just always had this thought in my head that inevitably this parent-child relationship, unfortunately, always have this um, you know internal emotional wounds. And I was questioned, why is it the way it is? And I was questioned, is it is it just um, is it just the reality that every parent need to go through? And- is it the only way that I can also have this um, this connection between me and my future child, right? And I feel that knowing, debunking this myth, and understanding how conscious parenting really works, and how we can actually reparent ourselves, and how if we're not reparenting ourselves, we will just um, we will just act based on our instinctive reaction and our generational patterns and how we have this power and we have this ability to break through these generational patterns. And I found it very empowering. I found it as as a beautiful invitation for me, first and foremost, to just take a look uh, deep within, to reparent myself first, to hold a safe space for that inner child, for me to first uh, fill my void so that I'm not Expecting my future child to fill the holes within so I can start becoming whole before being a parent, right? So I think that's, I know for a fact that once I have uh, my own kid one day, I know that surprises will happen still. Like I know that it will not be an easy, smooth journey, but at least I'm not, um, I'm not caught in this illusion that is about the kid. I would know that it's about me and I can start doing the work from now.
0: I just want to pause here for a moment because I find it so remarkable that Inez is pursuing conscious parenting before having kids. And I've also heard so many people say that they wish they had gotten conscious parenting sooner. And if only they had a time machine. So I wanted to check in with you, the listener, because hearing her, you might be feeling really optimistic about a future in which humans get to be parented by other humans who are aware from the get-go, or you might be feeling a sense of deep disappointment that you weren't a conscious parent from the get-go, or you might be feeling both. And you know what? I just want to say that Wherever you are in your journey as a parent, wherever you are with your kids, I really believe it is perfect. Whatever those kids have experienced during their lives with you, it is exactly what they signed up for at a soul level. Otherwise, they wouldn't have chosen you. Indeed, Inez is wise beyond her years. So let's go back to her as she expands on how she sees the impact of this myth. So when I say that the myth can be harmful,
2: it's not even to the relationship between the parent and the child, but also how it brings so much shame. When a parent um, has the child and then they feel that they, they sometimes didn't know what to do or they couldn't help it but yell to the child and then they start to judge themselves and they start to feel that Oh, I'm not a good parent. They start to really, really blame and have this huge shame within, right? So it's important for parents to know that it's not natural. It's something that you can learn. It's a skill. And Shafali always say this: If a hairdresser needs to have a training to, uh, you know, to 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 give a haircut, why as a
0: parent we're not training ourselves to be a parent? Good point, right? We'll hear more from Inez later in the show about how her relationship with her own parents is now. But next, let's bring in a third voice to the conversation. This is Juliana Gomes, originally from Brazil, now based in Newport Beach, California.
3: When we believe that parent is natural, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, thinking that we should know everything like every time. And this is just not true, right? Parenting is a process. press Parenting is a relationship that we create with our kids that you grow over time. And we all learn from each other because, you know, for those of us that have more kids, I have three kids specifically. So it was easy for me to see in my own life. Maybe if you have just one, you keep, oh, I'm not sure. But if, as soon as if you have more than one, you see you know, they are very different. And maybe you thought, oh, I got this. And all these strategies and all the parents that you're doing with one, it might not work with the second one or with the third one. They're all different, right? Because they are are their own spirit. And that's our job in Conscious Parents, right? We are the one creating the environment for them to thrive. And we have to be able to really attune and create this relationship with each one of them.
0: I have to say what Juliana points out here has definitely been my experience that how I might parent naturally might work with one kid, but certainly by the time you get to two, three, four, they help you really see the myth inside of that. She went on to share a really great real world example of how this myth came to life in her parenting with her daughter and how she navigated it.
3: I remember, like, when my girl, of course, right, as soon as they are growing, they start asking you stuff, and you don't know the answer for the very first time, right? Mom, can I go to this party? Mom, my friend invited me to this. Or, Mom, can I buy this? So many questions all the time. And yes, most of the time, we don't know. Like And then when I decided to embody this, and I was telling my daughter when she was asking me, Mom, can I do this? And... First, I said, you know, if I don't really know the answer, if I have doubt or if I'm not sure, I start telling her, you know, I'm not sure. So I, mom needs a minute. You know, I need some time to think about it. And of course, the first time, right, it didn't land uh, nice because, of course, she wants the answer. And they ask you, they always have the answer right away. So I remember the first time she wasn't really happy, right? She was like, okay, but but when, when? And I, I explained to her, you know, let me just, you know, mom needs a moment. And then I thought through it and then I gave her the answer. And first of all, this was so wonderful, like for me first, because when I aligned with my answer, right? Even if it was yes or no, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I showed her that is a thought process, right? Because if we come from instinct, you know, some of us say no really easy or yes, really easy, right? But they, our kids, when they know that is a thought process, they tend to accept the no much easier because they know, oh, we thought through it and then. Okay, they can come, they can argue, they can give their arguments, you know, they can can try to convince us, but at least she knew. It wasn't like out of the blue, the mom just decided arbitrarily, it's going to be yes or no. So, and it felt so good to me because my answer was a line. And one thing that happened, it wasn't really my intention, but I really liked the result that what happened, it was that I kind of modeled to my daughter that, you know, when you don't have the answer, you don't have to say it right away. You pause and you connect with yourself and you see what is true to you at that moment. And then you say it. So now it's really nice because now when she asked me and I don't know, she respects that. And I think it was a good teaching for her and for me as well. You know, it has been working really nice.
0: I just love that story and example. And I will Definitely have to remember that as my kids get older. Now, let's go back to Inez one last time to hear how conscious parenting has impacted her relationship with her own parents. I think it's a beautiful journey of understanding,
2: yes, the childhood was not perfect. And when I see them right now, there are a lot of compassion. There are a lot of process of releasing my expectation and judgment There are are a lot of process of accepting the present moment as it is and just connect to them for who it is they truly are rather than expecting them to change or expecting them to be something that they are not. So the relationship has been more authentic. The relationship has been full of breathing in the present moment. Like whenever, for example, whenever I get triggered, then I just found myself in my breath and understand that, you know what? It's not about them. It's about the inner child that is, that was wounded and being triggered right now. And I need to hold space for that so I can communicate and I can connect with my parent right now. So yeah, it's also a beautiful shift that
0: I'm I'm watching
2: right now. Yeah.
0: I wanted to end today's show with Danuka who started us out today and come full circle back to how things look now with her son and in her family with conscious parenting.
1: Sure. Well, he is now 11. Um, and so that was uh, yeah about five years ago when I actually discovered Dr. Shefali. Um, and I went through debunking all of these myths. And the awakening then happened. Um, I, I <laughs> at the time, thought something was wrong with him. So I took him to brain balance. We did it for three months, three times a week. It was exhausting. And yes, I do believe there is some truth in the brain balance work and holistically helping the brain balance from the right and the left hemisphere. um, And that our primitive reflexes have a lot to do with certain behaviors. But I wasn't observing him. I just immediately wanted to take him to fix him. I wasn't listening to what he was showing me and displaying I thought I was doing exactly the right thing to be the good parent. Um, and after that, I was reading Dr. Shefali's books. I went to her Evolve conference, and that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, I need to take a step back here. I need to look at what's happening. I'm the one who's an anxious wreck. I'm the one who's steeped in people-pleasing, I'm steeped in judgment from other people and I'm not even respecting my child for who he is. Poor thing. All he was asking was for attention, um, Mm -hmm. for connection. I was too busy correcting but I, I thought I was connecting at night when it was time to read a book but then I was stressing about being in bed on time so that I wouldn't have to stress about it in the morning. So I was constantly in the future. I was never in that present moment and My gosh, when I look back now and think about how many times I stressed about the future, how many times I missed out on that present moment with him. And now I appreciate not sticking to a time, not being stressed about that, but enjoying this moment and the amount of connection we have built and the stories he tells me without me guiding it. Again, we have this tendency to guide conversations with children because we think we're being the good parent by asking them questions constantly, but just lying there next to him and allowing him time to talk about whatever he wants to, that is, that is, I believe, if you want to call it good being a good parent
0: because it builds connection. Wow. What a beautiful journey. And we'll end today with these last words of encouragement from Danuka. I really encourage neutrality. What
1: if we didn't have good and bad? How about we meet it in the middle, right? Because there's, there's praising and people-pleasing and all of that. And then there's the negative side of parenting. How about we come right into the middle and we don't expect good or bad? How about we just stay and we're content with what is, whether it's good or bad? It is. It just is.
0: Well, that just about sums up conscious parenting. And frankly, I think that just about sums up what we're meant to get as humans in this life. Acceptance of the as is. I thank you so much for listening and sharing this time with me today. If you are interested in learning more about the coaches that you heard on today's show, please head over to our website, soulpathparenting.com, and you'll find links to them on the episode page. If you have enjoyed what you've heard on the podcast today, we would absolutely love it if you would leave us a review on whatever player you use to listen to podcasts so other people can find us. And with that, we will wish you well until we talk again. Thanks so much.